I mean, I could have still avoided flying the way I flew, but but I decided to do it. And you can see it in the video, it's about maybe five seconds or ten seconds. I'm really fucking close to the cliff. And even above, so it's not just beside, but flying above something. And I was not really supposed to do that with my level of experience. But I did, I guess, because I was in the right state of mind. And I, 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 was, I had the confidence and maybe the, the craziness. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it still went really safe. But... You know, wingsuit flying is not really my my main thing. It's just uh, I did. I'm, I'm still doing it over and over again. Okay. But I'm not having the experience to fly that precisely, that close to anything because it's not it's not what I'm good at. I wasn't supposed to really do it, but <laughs> 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 I guess this is this is a good example. Yeah, when you look back, you're like, there's no way I would have done that. But when you're in that moment, it just kind of it yeah, happened. It, and it, it played out well. I was, I'm was, i aware that I can die there in any second if I, if I fuck up. But, wow, <laughs> I can't believe I even did that. Like, <laughs> looking back, I'm like, no way. Yeah. Like, nowadays... Okay, I knew the place. I knew that. Okay, I have to really dive down there to to get that angle because I was actually so I had to fly really fast and and steep. That means if I feel like no, I I want to avoid, I could still have like pop out, pop up a little bit, like change change my angle. Explain when you're in that. You know, one of the most difficult things for people to do is to explain a flow experience because often yeah. there's so many paradoxes, you know. I'm like, I'm completely out of control, but I'm totally in control. And, um, you know, I feel like I'm an observer, but yet I feel I can control everything, you know. So there's there's lots of um, uh, paradoxes which makes people go, I don't know, it just kind of happened. Um, how how would you kind of explain, you know, when in during that period, you know, what what kind of how did you feel or what kind of happened or? I guess there is surely a, a good amount of fear mixed in, but so I I jumped from a tandem out from a paraglider. Of course, I had the line in mind as a possibility to, to fly the line the way I did. But, but I didn't jump up, off with being 100% sure that I'm going to do it. So it happened the moments after. And I, I started to fly. I was feeling well. I could feel that I'm controlling my wingsuit and my trajectory and everything. Then that was the point of committing to the line, deciding to, okay, I will go for it. But still with a possibility to go to the left and avoid, you know, tearing, flying. But then there comes a point that then, then I started to be 
getting really, really close, and then I could feel that it, it's all just working out perfectly, and and then I was able to even, you know, just adjust a little more, so I go a little closer and tighter, and but from that moment on, when you commit, the fear factor goes away. If the if the fear factor is too strong, I guess that has a a bad influence on your performance potentially. At least I feel like it. But to stay alive and to survive, it's it's also a must-have in a way. Because if you don't feel anything, then obviously you're gonna go in sooner or later. So I actually I have the tendency to to see like pictures with with the worst outcome like before I do something I I see you know myself dying or or being totally broke or something I know it's not necessarily the best way to to visualize the the bad outcome but somehow I feel like it also helps me to to keep me away from it. I think it's better to just focus on the on the right outcome and, and the and the right way to do it and stuff, but somehow I, I, I always did as well visualize what can possibly go wrong. Mm -hmm. And that also kept myself aware and probably kept myself like much more conscious about if if something goes wrong, then I was able to react much better and much faster, did the right thing. I mean, in base jumping, there's, uh, there's very little um, margin for error, but for example, in paragliding, in aerobatics, you, you still have two base, two uh, reserve parachutes, and you still, if, the, if you lose control, you still have possibilities to, to to fight it and, and get it back, of course, depending on the altitude, how high you are. But there are like procedures you can follow. And obviously, if in base you you hit the cliff in free fall, then then it's over. But um, yeah. So when you when you visualize when you, uh, you even if you're you know let's say you're paragliding and you're you're visualizing that the trick and you're visualizing the worst outcome yeah. do you then go on to visualize the good outcome as well yeah i briefly think about the bad outcome but then actually afterwards then only focus on the on the right way yeah so i think i was pretty happy with this method and and it was working out fine yeah and how how often do you do that before a particular jump or routine or or flight or? Well, pretty much all the time when I feel like something can happen now. Let's say just a few days ago, I did a pretty big cross country flight, um, crossing from here from Innsbruck down to Italy, and like was amazing really high flying over the the glacier glacier and everything and really wide really really wide terrain and i was flying with the competition liner that is much more demanding to fly and 
and over really wide terrain. So even if uh, even if I throw reserve, I'm in really really deep shit because it's just rocks and you know nobody probably sees me. And if I'm unable to call for help, then I'm really really fun. So I was during the flight at least two, three, four times or more, like thinking about fuck now. If I go down here, I'm in really, really big trouble. And I was, you know, because there were turbulences and there was like really some sketchy moments with in turbulent air where if I don't manage to keep the glider open, which is not so easy because it's a, it's a really high performance wing, so it's more demanding. Yeah, I, I think about it a lot. During that flight, I was really feeling like fear as well a couple of times sometimes being close to cliff face and having to turn around and climb and it was shaking me around you know it's sketchy yeah <laughs> and what, and what, so what did you do to kind of uh, keep yourself together and stay on track and and uh, and get back into get back into shape well I was trying to find uh, the places where, or I was when I was feeling shit. Now the thermal is really, really turbulent here. Um, I was trying to just find a place where it was not that wild, but sometimes it's not possible. So sometimes you just have to to go through it because there is no other place to go, or that it's not gonna be better if you go and search for another one. Let's say. So I was I was just really trying to stay in focus as good as possible and okay. avoid getting a collapse. Um, and what helps you stay focused? I try to to feel the air as good as I can through through the steering toggles and 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 the feeling that the glider gives down to me and I feel in my harness, you know, the movements of the air, the pressure and the turbulences that you all have to correct quite actively. But I must be honest, I was literally shitting in my pants in some moments. Yeah. And I was just thinking as I get out of here and, and just trying to focus to, to stay in the best part of the terminal where it was best climb just to get high. a little higher and a little higher because the higher you go the better it gets the more smooth it, it smoothens out how, how long was this race or it was uh, a seven and a half hour flight okay wow and did you um it was more towards the end as well so i was starting to be tired and i was just you know just wanted to get back to my car and not landing in some really yeah. fucked up al high <laughs> alpine valley or somewhere in you know i was just take another seven hours to get, get, get you. Yeah. yeah and then you know i i still need to cross a few valleys and now this ugly turbulence and oh <laughs> obviously in the beginning of the flight it's more kind of motivated or fresh and and ready to handle stuff like that but as you get tired you you don't want to fight much anymore. yeah so how, how what what helps you stay fresh up in the air 
Like when you're super tired, yeah. everything's sketchy. Yeah, feeling comfortable is really important. I have to feel temperature-wise comfortable, which I started to feel a little cold because I was always flying over 3,000 meters. It was a really, really hot day and I was maybe wearing just one layer to a uh, few, too little, uh, not enough. But it was more of a problem that I didn't have my camel back with me, so I couldn't just keep on drinking all the time as I wanted to. And, and I didn't eat enough, like sufficiently, before the flight, because I was rushing to go to takeoff and, and, and even pack my, my sandwich that I bought into the bag, so I couldn't, I couldn't get it out. So I just had like a power bar for all the flight, and I could drink one one time from a bottle, but it's really difficult because to, to open a bottle, you have to let the brakes go and you have to, you know, you're out of control basically, so it's kind of committing. So I just did it once and I didn't have the urinal condom that I can pee out with a, with a, a tube. <laughs> so I was really not, not well prepared and uh, this was also a reason why by the end I was just kind of wanting to finish the flight and get back and, and land safely. So that's it. Yeah, comfort is really important. But comfort also means feeling comfortable with the glider, with the equipment. And actually this flight and, and a few others I realized, like I really like this glider, but it's, it's really better for just competitions or record-breaking. And just flying for myself, I probably won't fly this glider anymore. Just for myself, you know, just flying alone in some wide places because it's just too much stress. And then the, the stress factor kind of kills the, the fun factor a little bit. Yeah. Because I just have to be focusing too much about the glider and about my flying instead of the enjoying the landscape and enjoying where where I'm at, where am I and and what am I actually doing. Yeah. Can you tell me another moment where you and maybe in a competition, maybe not in a competition, yeah. but you're doing maybe a trick or you're doing something really difficult mm -hmm. and you just kind of did it and then you're like you came out and you're you know, you you were really surprised by what you just did or um I have a couple of those in mind. For example, I also invented some new moves in aerobatics. But that was more of a, a longer process as well. Sometimes even just to believe that it's possible and then to work the way up till the re realization up to the point where it happened and it worked out. Or again, like a competition run that was just pretty much perfect from the beginning till the end. Or now uh, recently that I started to compete in cross country, which is the other main discipline, and it's kind of new for me. I did some competitions like in my 14 years flying career. Till last year, I did like 10 competitions, but. Very few of them were like high level. And now last year I got a new sponsor 
I change the sponsor to one from the, the other, and they have a good competition glider. So I'm not. I'm now able to actually fly that high level because of the equipment. The material is good enough, and now I just have to learn myself to be high level as well. And the last competition, I actually won a task. Uh, it was the second time that I won a task, but but this was like pretty high level competition. So I was like, wow, I didn't believe pretty much. And and it was like I didn't really had to make big decisions. I was just kind of going with the flow and caught up the leading group. And I was always just getting into better and better position within the group up to a point where I was in the best position within the group and then over the the kilometers, kilometers passing over the task, we were just getting less and less and less people and up to the, the point where it was just the three of us and then I decided to take another route which was working better so I, I ended up winning without actually even thinking about it or having to you know, make decisions, okay, I, I want to win this thing or what do I have to do to win this thing? It was just kind of happening kind of automatically. Mm-hmm. And what, what were you focused on? If you weren't focused on winning, what were you focused on? My surroundings, the other pilots and trying to figure out what is my best line to fly, to stay as high as possible and to climb as high as possible because after every glide and transition you make, you have to climb back up again. So obviously the the other guys were helping me. I mean, the same way we are fighting, we are also helping each other by showing the the air, basically, how it is, because it's invisible. Of course I had to make decisions if I, should I go now this way or that way, but it was not about the end result. It was just coming by itself it was more like yeah I mean I can't really say I was not making decisions but hmm. no I know what you mean you weren't focused on the outcome you were focused on what what you were doing the process and and one of my friends told me he's as well a very good pilot and he's kind of an aggressive pilot so sometimes well all the time he pushes to the front and go crazy and then he ends up being alone in the front and then a, a group together, which is normally always stronger to be in a group, then somewhere later in the task overtakes him because he gets down really low and he needs more time to climb up. But sometimes he just disappears in front and he wins the task like way ahead. Sometimes he lands because he fucks up. <laughs> but anyway, he was he was telling me... Because I realized that by the end of the task, I always begin to fuck up because I start to focus on the on the goal, getting into goal and trying to get into goal in a good position and then I start to push a little more, be faster and and then little by little get a little lower and lower and then at the end I get too low and I have to stop to climb again and then everybody flies on top of me. So he was also telling me yeah, that don't focus on the goal, just go with the flow. And it kind of made sense 
On the other hand, you know, to get to goal, you still have to kind of focus on the goal because the goal is on the ground. You just have to land there. You just have to cross a, a line. If you arrive too high, that means you, you lost time because you still have that much height left. So you could have started to glide to goal earlier, but this is getting too technical, I guess. No. It's really nice. I'm really, really falling in love with, uh, with cross-country. I, I can see the aerobatic discipline is more like for the young and wild. And this is more like an adult, serious game, tactical game. And what, what do you do to prepare in like the morning or the night before? Well, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm trying to focus a lot on what went wrong because we all um, keep doing mistakes, even the best ones. But the question is the interval between those mistakes. <laughs> How often it happens and um, in the beginning it happened quite a lot and, and I as well just repeated the same mistakes. So, I always find it really important that you actually notice, that you realize that you did a mistake and that you, you're aware what the mistake was and you think about what you should do differently next time. But what's more difficult, and I think that's really the point, is recognizing the moment when it all goes wrong and the next time when you are in that moment, then you, you know, in the very beginning you can still correct it. But it's, then you have just a few seconds to hear. You have a little bit of time to realize that you are making the same mistake potentially. Because in the beginning you never know. That makes it difficult because the outcome you will see later. Maybe in a few minutes, maybe in half an hour. Depends. But... I'm trying to, like, as well, take some notes to remember what the mistakes were, so um, so I I can I can remind myself shortly before, let's say, let's say going up to take off, and you know just being in the car and listening to music, trying to relax and 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 stay cool, and and then I have the notes in my phone, so I can I can remember because we we tend to forget. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> mistakes and uh, this helps me to refresh uh, those memories so I can I can be more conscious about them and so I remind myself about the mistakes but then again I start to focus more about the, the, the good execution how I'm gonna do it now just be patient don't go alone stay in the group stay in the group because I also tend to just lose patience because I'm like fuck guys this thermal is getting weak let's go let's let's go to the next one and then and this is often a mistake if they don't immediately as well start to come or soon after then it's a mis it's a mistake if they keep on climbing and then you find yourself alone in front alone it's a lot more difficult you can miss a thermal maybe you just miss a thermal by 50 meters you, you pass beside the thermal with whereas if you're in a group then you see ah, okay there is it and you go it's all also new to me and that's why it's also I like it I enjoy it so much because it's there's still so much to learn mm. it's so new for me and 
in aerobatics, it's kind of it's all limited by the the law of physics, what we can do with the glider, which is still incredible, and we can have a we can perform a really wide range of maneuvers and different movements, uh, rotations and stuff. But at the end, it's still always the same. It's gonna stay the same. Maybe in the future, with new new gliders, with new technology, there will be new maneuvers possible. But to be honest, I don't really believe. So that's why, as soon as I invented those few last moves, I quickly lost motivation because. And as well, the competitions you you are judged by people on the ground in a subjective way, giving you points. And uh, in cross country, you give your GPS. That's my track log. That's my flight. That's mathematically calculated, and there's no bullshit. <laughs> it's, it's a lot more fair. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Mm. Well, thanks for that. It's uh, it's good to hear your experience and. Uh